I accidentally showed up at a homicide scene with a camera. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk and hit the bell for notifications. In the 1990s, I was a TV news stringer, a freelance news cameraman in San Francisco. I would listen to the police scanners mounted in my car and rush to the scene of breaking news stories where I would get my video camera out, record news footage, and sell it to the local TV stations. One night, I heard the police get called to a homicide scene. I scooted over there and parked and got my camera out of my trunk just as a couple of homicide detectives pulled up. I should explain that my camera was a mid-sized industrial model, not one of those huge multi-thousand dollar broadcast models that only the TV stations could afford. The detective spotted me holding my gear and motioned me over to the house where the murder had taken place and held the door open for me to enter. I'm flabbergasted. This has never happened to me before. Usually when the cops see me show up, they start throwing up police line tape to keep me and my camera as far back as they can. This is a very unexpected welcome, but hey, I'll take it. I walk in and shoot a couple wide establishing shots along with getting a couple of medium shots and about then in walks another cameraman with a camera about the same size as mine. Only he is wearing a San Francisco Police Department badge on his belt. Everyone looks at him and then they all turn and look at me. Finally someone breaks the silence by asking me who are you? I respond TV news. The officers who had held the door open for me blanch and give each other an oh crap look as they realize their mistake. Uh, you shouldn't be here, he says. I say no problem and I leave. Just to be clear, I did not use the footage that I managed to shoot inside the crime scene in the package I sold to the TV stations. If I had, I'm sure that several hardworking police officers would have gotten into trouble. No need for that to happen. I suspect that decision on my part was appreciated as I ran into the same cops at other scenes in the following years and they always treated me both friendly and fairly. In fact, I got a call or three over the years suggesting that I and my camera might want to be at a particular place at a particular date and time, almost always resulting in me getting exclusive footage of this or that major bust. I wasn't a jerk, right? They didn't seem to think so. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any jerk here. Uh, just a simple misunderstanding. The police officers here might be considered the jerks for just not really paying attention and making a mistake, but hey, we all do it. At least the person they made the mistake with was friendly and didn't screw them over for it. No harm done here. Just a funny story. I like this one. How not to ask a girl to the sweetheart dance. All the dances and the fear of asking that one person to the dance. Friends providing all kinds of advice, some good, some bad, and some advice that is never even meant to be considered. But we probably wouldn't be here if they followed all the good advice, right? No, this is a story about my good friend Skip. Skip had a major crush on a girl who I will call Sally. Sally was that girl who had all the right things. Great hair, amazing personality, and she loved it when guys were super creative when they would ask her out on dates. The more creative, the more you had her attention. It was getting close to Valentine's Day. Time for the dance we called the Sweetheart's Ball. Skip desperately wanted to ask Sally to the dance, but couldn't come up with a creative enough way to ask her. Myself and our friend were popping off 
off suggestions while at lunch. Me. Dude, you could always send her some roses and say, my heart would be like these roses in full bloom and full of life if you go to the sweetheart's dance with me. Friend one. Nah, dude, send her a bag of M&Ms and say it would be so sweet if you'd go to the sweetheart's with me. Friend two. And this is where the problem starts. Dude, you should toilet paper her car and say it would wipe me out if you went to the sweethearts with me. Friend three. Dude, that's stupid. Why not pour a heart shape on her lawn with gasoline and light it on fire and say my heart would go up in flames if you went to the sweethearts with me? Seriously? Toilet paper, dude? No. Just say I'm shy, I'm bashful, and I could overcome all of this if you went to sweethearts with me. Skip listening to all of this had his mind clamp around one thing that was mentioned. I'm sure at this point, some of you have already figured out the one he chose to do. This was all on a Friday. Now, none of us were present when Skip asked her. However, we did see the aftermath. Here are the events that followed. Monday, Sally avoided Skip like he's a psycho. Tuesday, Skip started to behave very weird, very nervous and looking over his shoulder. Wednesday, Skip's name is called over the intercom system before classes start. About 10 minutes later, principal office calls myself and a couple of friends. We're told to sit outside the office and we hear a very loud conversation happening inside. Me. Dude, what the hell did Skip do? Friend one. Don't know. Not sure how we're involved here. Friend two. He did something stupid, I'm sure. Me. Dude, do you think he did the toilet paper thing? Friend two. No, this is something bigger. Friend one. Our names had to be dropped sometime, dude. Me. It's kind of freaking me out. About this time, Sally walks into the office. Smirk on her face. She says, have they told him yet? All of us totally confused. Friend one. Told him what? That's when the door opens and Skip comes out handcuffed, crying his eyes out, repeating over and over again, sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry. It was then Sally walks up to him and gives him a huge hug. Sally. Oh, by the way, yes, I will go to the sweetheart's ball with you. Our jaws just drop. We're all thinking, what the heck just happened? They uncuff him and he has a what the heck look as well. The fire marshal then walks out laughing. Fire marshal. It was all her idea. I couldn't refuse my little girl. However, you ever set fire to my lawn again, and I'll kick your butt. You will come fix it. And you three, stop putting ideas into his head. He will clearly do anything you guys tell him to. That was the day we found out Sally's father was the fire marshal in our county. He and the sheriff gave him a tongue lashing for setting fire to his front yard with a heart shape burning in the grass. And a sign by the front door saying my heart will go up in flames if you went to the sweethearts with me it was a really good dance and we all had a ton of fun skip and sally have been happily married for 23 years now so i feel like something's missing from this story maybe it's the part at the end where everyone was supposed to clap i don't know something about this one just feels a little too tall of a tale for me personally but let's reserve judgment and analyze it as it is do we have a jerk in this story i'd say we have a lot of minor jerks in this story first we have skip who was dumb enough to listen to his friends not advice and set the girl's lawn on fire we have sally who decided to play this little prank on him in return and then we have the fire marshal sheriff and principal 
people all going along with it to give this kid a hard time, it all just seems a little too dramatic. In my mind, this is a situation that could have involved a whole lot less moving parts. But he wanted to go big and get her to notice him, and I guess he got that. So I guess we call this one a win? I refuse to see my grandmother unless she gives me a genuine apology. I, a 15-year-old female, went to visit my grandma for New Year's Eve because she has broken her wrist and injured her hip, and I didn't want her to be alone on New Year's Eve. I came the day before to grocery shop for her to help clean and spend some time with our dog. As soon as I came back from the store, I took the leash to walk the dog, and she looked up at me from the couch and said, Good to see you doing something about the extra Christmas weight. It hurt me since I have started working out to try to become more healthy, and I thought I was doing well. I'll be honest, I cried a little on the walk. While making dinner on New Year's Eve, she came into the kitchen and said, Of course you chose the products with the most fat. I didn't know why that mattered and said, Well, you didn't tell me to buy low fat and I paid for it, so I don't see why it matters. I told her to stop commenting on my body, it's none of her business, and my doctor told me I'm on the right path. She said nothing and went back to the living room. New Year's Eve dinner was just her commenting on my diet, telling me not to stuff myself, and kept trying to scold me about my finances. She even brought my mom into this, talking about how she never saved, so that's probably why I'm so bad with money. I'm not. I got upset and told her, stop commenting on my body and don't you dare bring my mom, your own daughter, into this. To stop commenting on my diet and to start being thankful for what I had done for her the past day. I didn't need to buy and cook her food, clean her house, or walk her dog. I did it because I wanted to, and she never thanked me. I admit, I did raise my voice for a moment, but that was because tears were starting to fill my eyes, and I'm not good at being emotional in front of anyone. After I calmed down, I packed my bag and took the train home. I sent her a text saying I would not come back unless she apologizes. The next morning, January 1st, she called me to say she was sorry I felt that way. I told her to stop feeling bad about how I feel and feel bad about her actions instead. Later the same day, my mom came to visit me, I live with my dad most of the time, and told me my grandmother had invited me to dinner. I told her I would not go unless she gives a genuine apology beforehand, and then told her what happened. Now my grandmother and mom are mad at me, so I think I might be wrong. Am I being a jerk? So this is one of those situations where maybe I feel differently than some of our other viewers. I don't think our original poster's being a jerk here, and I think most people would agree with me on that. Now, some people might say that our poster is overreacting and should forgive his grandmother and that she's family. And this is where my personal opinion might be a little controversial. Just because your family does not give you the right to be toxic to another family member. I've always been of the opinion if someone is being toxic to you when you are trying to be positive, you need to cut that person out. You don't need that kind of energy when you're trying to better yourself, even if that person's family. Being family does not give you any kind of immunity to being a bully, and that's exactly what grandma's being here. I'm sure with a little time to look back and think about her actions, she will come to this realization. It sounds like she is trying to reach out to the original poster, so I hope everything ends well with this one. 
I had to tell my husband I will not be attending any more family events with him. My husband, 35, and myself, 33, have been married for 9 years but have been together for 18 years. We have 4 kids together. Over the years, I swallowed my pride and faked a smile with my husband's family just to appease my husband and attend events with him. The only events I were invited to are the ones that my husband said he would bring me and the kids along for. I have noticed that any events that are just for the female ladies of his family, whether they were married into the family or just dating someone from the family, I was never invited to. I was fine with that until the recent two events where they had a ladies day out and then proceeded to not invite me but post pictures on social media and tag my husband in the pictures. While they also added me to the group chat and thanked everyone for attending the events but I didn't attend because they did not invite me. I told my husband that I would no longer attend his family events with him and he was highly upset. He accused me of hating his family and making him choose between us, me and the kids, and his family. I asked him why he thinks I hate his family and he responded because I said that they don't like me so I must hate them. That was his only excuse for why I wouldn't like his family. I never asked him to choose and would never ask him to. I also don't hate his family. I told my husband that he should still go and take our kids to but I would not be going along. I told him the reasons I think his family doesn't like me. Number one, I asked his sisters to be in our wedding as bridesmaids. They said yes, and a month later, they told him they would not be in our wedding. He begged them on two separate occasions to be in our wedding, and they refused. His family, including his sisters, did attend our wedding, but they all decided to wear white. His mom and sisters. They also tried to get our photographer to take family photos of them without me in the pictures. Number two, his sister got married a year later and told me the only way I could be in her wedding was if I served food to the guests. I chose to attend as a guest instead of serving her guests, which she was upset about. I sat at a table by myself during her wedding. My husband was in her wedding as a groomsman. No, I was not allowed to take pictures with them at her wedding. Number three, his mother was upset at me because her mother, his grandmother, argued with her because they wouldn't invite me to a family ladies night. His grandmother told told her that it was wrong that I was married to him but not invited to a family day out with the ladies. There are many other reasons, but I tried to stick to the reasons why I no longer will attend his family events with him. They're also friends with his first crush, and she is brought up a lot when I'm around. She even comes to family gatherings and has been to these ladies' events that I'm not invited to. I really don't think I'm being a jerk, am I? Oh, this one just kind of got worse and worse along the way, didn't it? First, to start off, no, I don't think you're being a jerk by not wanting to attend events with these people. There seems to be some underlying issue that they have with you. Maybe if it were discussed, everything could be addressed and you could move forward. But the issue might be that they just like the ex better, which is not fair to the wife at all. The husband made the decision that that wasn't the person they were going to be with and has chosen someone else. The rest of the family just needs to accept that and stop punishing her. And the husband should be able to understand how the wife is feeling in this situation. That all of this is clearly going to make her feel uncomfortable. It's either one of two resolutions as far as I see it. Either yes, she doesn't spend time with his family because they can't seem to respect her enough, or a conversation is had and people come to understand each other better. Honestly, though, I think it needs to be addressed. 
I had to tell my mom that I don't want her coming to my graduation. I, 20-year-old female, am graduating with my bachelor's this year, and then I'm going on to a different school to take part in a master's program. I got my associate's degree in my senior year of high school because I was in a dual enrollment program, so that's why I'm a few years ahead of other people my age. My mom has always put a lot of emphasis on education. When I was in middle school, I went from a straight-A student to mostly C's, and it was like she just gave up on me. I was struggling with my mental health at the time, so school was the last thing I was worried about. But when I got to my sophomore year of high school, I started focusing more on academia because I wanted my mom's approval. I've been in college non-stop since my junior year of high school. I took classes during the winter and summer semesters just so I could finish my studies faster. It's left me no time for anything else, honestly. But since I live with my dad, he's seen my course load and he's fine with me not working while I'm in school right now. On to the actual situation. I was talking to my mom on the phone and she brought up how all of her friends' kids are joining the workforce and accomplishing things that make their parents proud. She then asked why I wasn't doing anything that she could brag about and I kind of laughed and asked why she didn't view me getting a bachelor's at 20 as something she could brag about. She told me that my accomplishments in school don't matter because it's easy to be good at school if I'm doing nothing else with my life. She said that she'd feel I was doing something more bragworthy when I stopped being a hermit. I just snapped and told her that since my accomplishments in school don't matter, then my graduation doesn't matter either, so I'll just give her seat to someone else. I hung up after that and she started texting me about how childish it is for me to exclude her from this and that she deserves to have a spot at my graduation. My dad found out what's going on because she called him and told him about it, and he told me that while he understood what my mother said was hurtful, I shouldn't deprive her or myself of this huge moment because of it. I felt justified at first, but now I'm conflicted. Am I being a jerk? Okay, this one's, I feel, a little bit of a tougher situation. We were talking earlier about family being bullies, and I feel this might be another one of those situations. Not to as huge of a degree as what we were looking at earlier, but still, a family member said something and it hurt our poster's feelings. Especially when our poster was trying to win that family member's approval. I feel like it was just a really insensitive comment that was made in the moment, and not meant to really be hurtful or damaging. I feel our poster has probably made their point by making this fuss about the situation and can maybe move past it for now. And hopefully mom can learn to mind her words a little bit more and understand how they might be having an impact. My family forgot to invite me to the holidays while forgetting my birthday. Again, I, 44-year-old male, am the oldest of three children with no children, unless you count the fur babies. I have a younger brother who's 38, married with no kids, and a younger sister, 32, who just got married in October with one child. Also in the mix is my mother, and since 2017, they have all relocated to Florida from Michigan. I left home when I was 18 and lived in Wisconsin. but was very active in my family's lives as it was a short drive back to the family home. Once everyone moved to Florida, I try to fly down at least once or twice a year, depending on work, to see everyone and catch up. As I've taken over the family home back in Michigan, and no one wanted to deal with the cold and snow anymore. Prior to the events of 2020, our holidays would typically look like this. We celebrate my birthday, which is on Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas and New Year's. I'm not one who has a need 
need for big celebrations. A phone call or FaceTime will do accordingly, as we all have different lives. Fast forward to the start of this year. My sister gets married beginning of October. I fly down to be at the wedding and enjoy a great weekend with my family. Wedding was fabulous. When my birthday comes around, I'm ghosted by my brother and mother. My own mother forgets my birthday. My sister has my nephew call me on the iPad I paid for for him to begrudgingly wish me a happy birthday before he takes off. Okay, I'm slightly disappointed, but brush it off. My sister's birthday is November 19th, and she decides to come back to Michigan. Went out of my way to make sure she had a great time for her birthday. Thanksgiving is here and it's time to get your pilgrim on. Nothing from my sister or brother and around 7pm I get a very vague text from my mother saying we will talk to you soon, enjoy yourself. Now I'm mad as I find out not only did they all eat together but could have just called and I'm getting angry. Now we're up to Christmas and New Year's and no phone calls, no FaceTimes with anyone. My mother at 10 to sends a two-line message of I'll call you, and now I'm just super peeved and need to set and maintain some boundaries here. I first stop service and log out of the iPad I've been giving to my nephew, text my entire family that they will no longer need to worry about missing me for the holidays, and proceed to block them from all my social media. Am I the jerk for this? Because they have reached out to my other family members with their displeasure and concern. So again, this feels like a situation where actions are being taken before a conversation is happening. You can voice your displeasure with the situation without completely cutting everyone off immediately. That being said, I completely understand where you're coming from and how you feel. No one would like getting ghosted by their family, especially when it seems like everyone was so close before. From the family's side, I understand that distance would make it seem difficult to try and celebrate these things with your son. But like he said, just reaching out or a FaceTime or any kind of interaction on a day like that means something. It's a very small gesture that goes a long way. I feel like for this one, I can't really call anyone a jerk. It just seems like an unfortunate situation that is maybe being taken a little too far here on our original poster side, but as I said, I understand how they feel. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.